0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: An anonymous NFL defensive coordinator made headlines Monday when he was asked for his opinion on how good of a quarterback Lamar Jackson is. I don't give a bleep if he wins league MVP 12 times, the coordinator said. I don't think he'll ever be tier one as a quarterback.
2: Meanwhile, another NFL offensive coordinator said it's quote, nonsense to not rank Jackson among the best. We'll look at why the 2019 MVP is such a polarizing figure.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison, alongside Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, July 26th, and this is your morning Ravens vote.
2: So the Ravens reportedly added another running back into the fold ahead of training camp. We'll dive into why exactly, coming up.
1: And we interviewed Pro Bowl fullback Patrick Ricard who told us that he and his teammates are becoming fed up with all the negative talk surrounding them.
2: All of that and more is on deck. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So an anonymous NFL defensive coordinator said that Lamar Jackson will never be among the top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL. Sarah, walk us through this, if you will. Why is the coordinator anonymous, and what's the background to his criticism of Jackson?
1: Okay, so the background is that longtime NFL reporter Mike Sando conducts a quarterback tier survey with 50 anonymous NFL coaches and executives. He's done this for nine years, and based on votes from these 50 coaches and executives, NFL quarterbacks are then placed into one of five tiers tier one being the best, and then tier five being the worst. Sando conducts the survey anonymously so that everyone feels free to give their honest reactions. Otherwise, he might get the typical code speak we hear at media pressers that are meant to be as dull and unnoteworthy as possible because nobody wants to upset their opponent.
2: Okay, Sarah, so after the votes were tallied, in which tier did Jackson end up showing up? And where did he rank overall among all NFL quarterbacks?
1: Jackson found himself in Tier 2. So he did receive eight Tier 1 votes, but that was just half of what he got after his MVP season. And then he also got eight Tier 3 votes. There were obviously a lot in between. So putting all their votes together, he was ranked as the 10th best quarterback in the league. And you could go to the Athletic to get that full list.
2: I'm sure Jackson and his supporters believe he's better than the 10th best quarterback, but that's not what seems to have people up in arms now, does it? They're already used to Lamar not getting the credit they feel he deserves in the rankings. It's more about the anonymous defensive coordinator and his comments, no?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. There were several anonymous comments throughout Sando's article but none of them were quite as disrespectful as this one. Let me give you the full quote so you can get a feel for it. If Lamar has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's a really good football player, but I don't give a bleep if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback. He'll be a one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. So many games come down to two minutes, and that is why the Ravens have a hard time advancing even when they are a good on defense. Playoffs are tight. You have to be able to throw the ball, and Lamar is just so inconsistent throwing the ball, it is hit or miss, end quote.
2: This coordinator certainly did not mince his words, huh?
1: Yeah, not at all. And from the outside, it looks like this coordinator simply doesn't care how successful Jackson is. 12 MVPs? Doesn't matter, he says. And because of that, It appears his gripe is more with Jackson's style as a dual-threat quarterback and has less to do with his overall production or even his ability to win. But I, I should mention there was one other anonymous NFL coordinator that was more positive. He said it is nonsense not to put Jackson in that top tier. And he said Jackson is one of the more special talents to ever play the game, and Baltimore is a contender because of him.
2: The quotes from these two coordinators seem to be indicative of a bigger theme. They're both such strongly worded and polarizing quotes. And for whatever reason, Jackson has been exactly that his whole career. Polarizing. Where does this stem from?
1: I think it goes back to the fact that he's a dual threat quarterback. And some people just prefer their quarterbacks to be pure pocket passers. But here's the thing, Bobby, just because Jackson is a historically great runner, that doesn't mean that he can't pass. So, for example, when the Ravens lost their top three running backs last year to injury, Jackson and the Ravens quickly pivoted from being the second most run-heavy team in 2019 and 2020 to becoming the seventh most pass-happy team in 2021. That's according to Football Analytics guru Warren sharp and Jackson still led the team to a number one spot in the AFC late in the season despite having a bottom 10 paid wide receiver core and a bottom 10 paid offensive line sharp has been one of Jackson's biggest supporters and here's a pretty strong quote of his own about
2: Jackson. He was the most accurate quarterback throwing the football outside of the numbers last season to a bunch of wide receivers who, many of which you don't even know their names. That's what Lamar Jackson was able to do last season as a passer. Lamar Jackson is a great passer of the football and he is a great quarterback in general. And these ridiculous comments absolutely have to stop. All right, coming up, the Ravens signed yet another running back, their seventh overall of the roster. Who did they sign and why so many?
1: Ravens reportedly signed running back Corey Clement ahead of the 22 training camp. Bobby, what's the significance of this reported signing?
2: As we discussed on our training camp preview episode this week, both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are beginning training camp on the PUP list as they each attempt to make their way back from their torn ACLs, respectively. Given what took place last year, This move is likely for insurance purposes, and we know how important running back room depth is throughout a grueling summer camp in Owings Mills.
1: Yeah, that for sure makes sense. So how is the running back room shaping up overall? It's
2: packed. I mean, as I mentioned, Dobbins and Edwards are kicking off camp on the PUP. That leaves veteran Mike Davis, fourth year back Justice Hill, Rookie sixth round pick Tyler Beatty, former undrafted rookie who saw time last year, Nate McCrary, and the aforementioned newly signed Clory Clement. So obviously Baltimore won't be able to keep all seven players on the 53-man roster come cut time, but that's how the room looks right now.
1: Got it, Bobby. Thank you.
2: So we had our first ever guest interview Monday with Ravens Pro Bowl fullback Patrick Ricard. You can listen to the entire interview in our archives. But Sarah, what stood out most to you from our conversation?
1: Yeah, what stood out most was his explanation of why Ravens players have been strongly pushing back recently on social media about things that are being said about them. So, for example, we all saw Lamar Jackson's back and forth with former Ravens safety Bernard Pollard That was a show. Popcorn was necessary. And then we discussed here on Monday's Morning Vault about J.K. Dobbins refuting a report that he may not be ready for week one. Here's what Ricard had to say.
3: We're all just like kind of sick of just hearing about us not being the team that we were because we had so many injuries. We had this and that, whatever it is. Like, I think guys are just kind of like annoyed and just kind of fed up. And we we know where we're going. We know we're going to come back and we're going to have a great year. And I think that we're trying to be as quiet as we can about it. But people just keep talking, and keep chirping, and keep saying that guys just, they eventually snap. You know, they snap a little bit.
1: Ricard also said he feels that if it weren't for so many injuries last year, the 2021 squad could have been just as good, if not better, than the 2019 team that went 14-2. and so as you might guess, he's got big expectations for this upcoming season.
3: Based off of last season, we were in we were in every single game, besides maybe one or two, and we had so many guys injured. I, I think if we had everybody healthy, it would have been 2019, 14 and two or better. I think we would have been rolling teams. I think a lot of games would have been close. So anticipating mostly everyone is coming back healthy. All the additions we've had. I think we're going to be a team that a lot of people are going to have to circle on their calendars to get ready to play us.
2: Some other quick news items you need to know are the following. The Ravens converted just south of $9 million of cornerback Marlon Humphreys' $10 million base salary into a signing bonus. The move creates $7.172 million in salary cap space. That's according to ESPN's Field Yates. Elsewhere, Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Ravens defensive back Rod Woodson has been named the new color analyst for the 2022 Ravens radio broadcast team. Woodson played in Baltimore from 1998 to 01 and was a member of the 2000 Super Bowl winning Ravens. And finally, former Ravens tackle Orlando Brown Jr. did not report to the first day of Chiefs training camp this week. 26-year-old Brown and Kansas City were unable to reach agreement on a long-term deal before the July 15th deadline for franchise tag players. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider subscribing, leaving a five-star rating, and sharing it with a friend.
1: That's all the time that we've got, but we'll be back Wednesday morning with the Ravens news you need to know.